Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast. <coughs> excuse me. Behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierra. <coughs> excuse me. All of a sudden, I'm start coughing as soon as I come on. <coughs> in any case, thank you so very much. I appreciate you all for tuning in. It's just going to be me today. Mike might, might be able to make it. He's a... Uh, hurrying to get to uh, location bravo so we shall see maybe he will make it maybe he will not but if he does you know that he will be welcome in on this fine friday That's right. Thank God it is Friday. It is officially, I mean, like for sure now, the beginning of the weekend. Uh, for those of you who tuned in yesterday, if, by the way, if you missed yesterday's episode, you missed Mr. Rick Ector. Uh, he is a board member with the National Rifle Association, as well as the executive director of Legally Armed in Detroit. And uh, well, we'll just say master firearms trainer. In any case, uh, check it out. You can find it wherever you well wherever you watch the show. You can find it. If you just want to listen to it, you can find it wherever you get your wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're gonna make that a regular thing now on Thursdays, where we're gonna have someone on and not so much talk about you know the unless there's something like really hard hitting that day. We're gonna really just kind of give you an opportunity to meet some folks who are part of uh, the either the conservative movement or the two A community. So. You can kind of get get a chance to know them a little bit better. So those of you who are conservatives and don't necessarily uh, know some of the personalities and people who are involved in the right to keep and bear arms, you can get to know them. And for those of you who are involved in the right to keep and bear arms but don't really follow a lot of other politics outside of that, well, you'll get to know them as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll be having a great time uh, during that time. Now, before we get started, uh, as we normally have to do, uh, you know, we got to give that shout out to our sponsors. And so let's go ahead and do that. There we go. All right. We're going to start off here with Hitman Industries. That's right. Uh, if you own an AR, there is a very good chance you already have one of their barrels. Uh, so, well, if you have an AR that you purchased you know, within the last few years. So in any case, if you're looking for a, a rebuild a rifle, rebuild a pistol, they have both both calibers available for you, both size, both size barrels. They also have coming soon Glock barrels. So check them out at hitmanindustries.net. Then you've got the California Republican Assembly, referred to by Ronald Reagan as the conscience of the Republican Party, or as I like to say in California, the Republican wing of the Republican Party, working to help elect conservatives. Uh, at all levels, from uh, school board all the way up to President of the United States. Uh, if you live in California, if you know someone who lives in California, tell them they need to go to CRA 
CRAGOP.org. That's CRAGOP.org. Become a part of California's future today. Join CRA. And then we've got hog holsters, the best inside the waistband, outside the waistband, concealed carry or tactical holsters that you will find. Go to hogholsters.com and I promise you will find a holster that fits your firearm or your setup, however you however you got your stuff together. Trust me, they can hook you up. Uh, just go to hogholsters.com and uh, make sure you use the discount code THERUNDOWN, all caps, New spaces, all caps, no spaces, one word, go to Hog Holster today. And then finally, if you're looking for tactical gear, if you're looking for outdoor gear, camping gear, stuff like that, all you got to do is go to uscombatgear.com. That's uscombatgear.com, veteran owned and operated. Check them out today. And uh, those of you who, who have never met my granddaughter, this is my granddaughter, Jane. Jane, they're over here. Everybody's over here, Jane. Say Hi. Are you going to say hi? Hi. Okay. So Jane evidently likes to come into my studio from time to time and say hello to you folks. Uh, she's looking at herself over here at, <laughs> at the feed. So anyway, uh, everyone say hi to Jane. Okay, Jane has said hi to everyone. Okay, Jane, it's time for you to go. I know. She is the cutest. Give me a kiss. Okay. Oh, yes. So we call her Hurricane Jane because she is a force of nature. It doesn't do any good to, to lock the door because if I did, she would probably figure out how to pick it. <laughs> that is Jane. But in any case, we always have a good time. We always have a good time on this show. We are a family-friendly show most of the time. Well, especially when Mike's not on the program. Fortunately, Mike, uh, Mike pushes the rating of the program to PG-13 from time to time. Um, but, you know... We love him because he's hilarious. And I just realized, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But anyway, let's get on to the first topic, shall we? All right, so the first one is a California lawmaker. Uh, I, I know this individual. He is a very good man, but his name is Mr. Sen he's a state senator. His name is Scott Wilk. Uh, and uh, he has warned that, well, if you live in the state of California and you love your kids... Well, his suggestion to you is that uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, you should consider fleeing the state of fleeing the state of California. Um, and now this is well. Hold on, I'll read a little bit of the story here to you. It says, California State Senator Scott Wilk, Republican from Santa Clarita, urged parents to flee the state before it's too late if they love their children in response to what he calls alarming language in a gender identity bill, uh, legislation AB 957, which cleared the Senate Judiciary Committee on an eight to one vote on Tuesday. Conservative outlet, The Daily Signal, reported that the warning followed a Democrat senator's recent amendment to I, to identify gender affirmation among children's needs for health and safety and welfare. If parents refuse to affirm their child's gender, uh, preferred gender, they could face child abuse charges and lose custody disputes. Critics of the bill say it is ambiguous uh, language. Could This ambiguous language could mean that parents get slapped with false allegations. Now, 
I don't know that I'm even worried. I, I don't even know that what we're talking about here is false allegations. My issue is, is that they're basically saying that you, you can lose your kids if you do not believe in in the gender identity. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, BS that they're pushing. In other words, if you don't buy into, if you're not part of the gender bending uh, crowd, shall we say, uh, if you're not a person who believes in that ideology, then you could potentially lose your kids. Now, here's the thing, folks, and, and, I, and, and I, I'm sure Mike will tell you the same exact thing. I am all for adults living their lives the way they want to live their lives. I don't, I don't have, you don't have to, I don't have to believe what you believe in order to believe in your right to believe it. Right. Um, it, you, what you do in, in your own home, how you choose to live your life. If you're a man and wants to dress as a woman or, or believe that you're, do you know what? That's fine. That's you. The problem we have here is, is that, is that their goal right now, it used to be tolerance was the thing, right? All we're trying, all they want to do is they want to make sure that they could, that they could live, that they could work, that they could be a part of society and not have to worry about being physically attacked or harmed, uh, not worrying about uh, uh, losing their, their 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 jobs or stuff. I mean, stuff like you know, stuff that anyway. That's what it used to be about. Now it's not enough to tolerate it. You have to celebrate it, meaning you have to believe in it and uh, you have to affirm it. And uh, I'm sorry. And I think people, for the most part. While they're dealing with the whole corporate stuff, I think they're willing to just kind of, you know what, it is what it is. That's what they're doing. But the problem now is, is that they've gone a step too far. They've jumped the shark. Now they're going after our kids. In other words, they're all, so they're pushing this agenda in the schools through the curriculum. And, and by the way, even then, the curriculum that they're using to push, quite frankly, a lot of it is just pornography. And I, I know you think I'm being somewhat hyperbolic when I say that, or maybe I'm just being, you know, a stuffed shirt conservative. I'm telling you, this is stuff that has no business in a in a public school. It is graphic pornography. It, it, ain't, it ain't the worst of the worst, right? But it is, I if it, it's pornography, all right? Anyway. That having been said, they're utilizing this pornography to then push our kids, to indoctrinate our kids. I mean, think about this. At one point, uh, it was like 3% of all human beings identified themselves as LGBTQ. Now, up to a quarter, a quarter of kids in school, of Gen Z now, identify themselves as LGBTQ. It, it's... Now, you cannot tell me that that is not the result of the work that they have been doing in media and in schools and in education. You cannot tell me that that is not the result of that, of this indoctrination. I, I don't like using the term groomer, grooming, but uh, it is an indoctrination. It, it, is, it is basically doing what socialists, what Marxists have always said they wanted to do. They want to tear down every institution uh, of the West, they want to tear. They want to tear down. Uh, they want to tear down the family. They want to tear down the church. They want to tear down the government. Well, you start with the family. You start with the children. Go ahead and if you don't believe me, go go ahead and read the Communist Manifesto, and he lays it all out right there. 
in terms of his game plan and what it what what it's going to take. Uh, and uh, you need to get you need to separate children from their parents. Uh, you need to get them believing. And now with the the gender thing that they've thrown in, now it's real easy because now you're going after the entire family because. If it doesn't take, um, if, it, if a relationship doesn't have man, woman, well, then it can be anything. And if it can be anything, then why can't the, why can't the family be anything? Anyway, I digress. But they're pushing an agenda here. And now they're saying that if you are not part of that agenda, uh, you, you, can ha- you can lose custody of your kids. Now, they're not saying that. What they're saying is, well... This would be considered abuse, child abuse, uh, or, you know, this would be considered abuse. Now, we're not saying that we're going to take your kids, but we have used other things that are considered child abuse to take people's children away. Well, if you've done that, then what's to make us believe that you won't do it again? What's to make us believe that you will not do this? And, And I say this because... Uh, they make a lot of promises about what they're going to do, about what they're not going to do, about, you know, they, they're always like, what they're doing is they're always trying to get what they can get now, right? That's their goal. They want to get what they can get now. And then they'll come back for the rest, right? They've gotten their tolerance. They've gotten their acceptance. I think most of America is pretty much got to a place where they have accepted uh, and uh, and are actually in many cases supportive of their right to believe what they believe and live their life accordingly. What they but what's happened is now they're coming back and they're saying, okay, now we want you to believe what they believe, what we believe. That's what they're saying now. Now, if you don't believe what we believe, well, then you are evil. You are bigoted. You are hateful. You need to be shut down. You need to be removed from society. You do not, you are not allowed to work and you definitely are not allowed to raise children. That's their perspective. That's what they're trying to do to us right now, folks. Anyway, move on to our next story. Adam Schiff, I call him Schiff for brains. Uh, He has, uh, well, you know that there was an attempt to, uh, there was an attempt to censure him. Uh, now, this how this vote that took place. There were two two things that they had. One one was they wanted to censure him, but the other thing that they wanted to do was they wanted to fine him a million dollars. I mean, not not a million, sixteen million dollars, which was in essence about half the cost of uh, the uh, half the cost of uh, the investigation into the president. Now, the reason why they wanted to go after him was because he blatantly lied. He lied to the American people when every single time he came out of these these uh, uh, intelligence meetings and he would say, we have rock solid evidence that President Trump colluded with the Russians. And he said it over and over and over again. A big part of those statements uh, were were in no small part what led to not just not just the investigation in the investigations into him, but. but in addition to that, the you know the, what would be eventual impeachments. The man is a liar, and uh, he publicly lied. He used his office, and he used and he lied he, and, he, and he lied there in the house. So they want to go after him. Well, there were a number of Republicans who opted not not to go after him. In fact, twenty Republicans voted against the resolution uh, censuring Schiff. Now, mind you, that now mind you, 
there's only like a five seat majority there in the house. So not really a whole lot that not, not really a whole lot you can do when you lose 20 senators. Now, some of them, and I completely agree with them where I, with the idea, look, do we really want to open the door to people being fined $16 million because they are part of the political minority? And let's be honest, that's what this, not that that's the only reason why they want to fine him, but if someone disagrees with something you do, and let's put it this way, we know Democrats are, are likely to do something like this. If Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Goetz or Jim Jordan or whoever were to say something that the Democrats disliked, to have them be able to come back and set a precedent that you can now sue for six or, or find them for $16 million, I mean, that's going to bankrupt some folks. Seriously, I... I'm not saying, you know, there are actually most of the members of Congress have not ingratiated or enriched themselves while they are there in office. It's going to be very hard for them to come up with $16 million. And I get it. I'm, 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 I, 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 totally get, I totally get that argument. And keep in mind, folks, here's the deal. Um, whatever the other side does, whatever we do when we are in control, we open the door for the other side to do. So in other words, you find them $16 million, next thing you know, one of our conservative folks, if they say something or do something that Democrats don't like, they're going to get fined if, Demo- if Democrats hold the House. So I don't think, I agree with them. I don't think this is the road that we need to be going down. But now what, what is going to be happening is, is uh, because folks are saying, wait, wait, wait. Now we know that it failed, but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't, you're not, you're not off out of the woodshed yet. Uh, it says here, Representative Anna Polina, Anna Polina Luna said Thursday that Republicans will try again to censure uh, Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat from California, for making false accusations against former president after the House voted down a censure resolution against Schiff on Wednesday. In that vote, 20 Republicans rejected Luna's censure resolution in part because it recommended a $16 million fine against Schiff for telling lies about collusion between the former president Trump and Russia, something that several investigations were never able to prove. Luna said that number is roughly half the cost of the investigating Trump. Probes that were never, oh, that were never able to show collusion. And uh, I'll give you an example, and this is where the argument, one of the arguments I just gave you came from. Uh, one lawmaker, Representative Tom Massey, Republican from Kentucky, said the inclusion of language about fining Schiff violates the Constitution because Massey and several other Republicans opposed the language. The House voted 225 to 196. Uh, to set the censure resolution aside. But Luna, Republican of, from Florida, said Thursday she that she reached an agreement with those 20 Republicans on new censure language and said the House is expected to vote soon. So, shifty shift, shift for brains, uh, you, uh, well, you are going to be censured. And by the way, this is not something that happens very often there in, in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's... I got it. it doesn't happen. It, it's not as rare as a presidential impeachment, but it's not something that happens very often. But this is definitely something that needs to happen. And I am quite excited to hear that it is.
you know, who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one who's excited. I don't know, but I just think that uh, folks need to be held accountable when they do stuff like that. They do when they when they decide that they are going to lie, and that's really what this is about. This is about him lying in order to gain political gain. And by the way, in case you guys didn't know, he's running for Senate in California. That's right. He's he's running to replace Diane Feinstein, and. Uh, I, I don't want someone I don't want someone representing me in the Senate who, who I mean who's not 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 just who is a, a a a Democrat but I don't want someone who is just a flat out liar. I don't know maybe that's maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one who cares about uh, whether or not the person representing me is a is a once again a flat out liar or not. But I do care. So anyway. All right, moving on to our next topic. All right, uh, uh, NAG, NAGR's 2A Trader of the Year. I don't like, I don't know what it is. I just don't like the term. Okay, it's Nagger is the name of their group. I don't know what they were thinking when they decided on that acronym. But anyway, they have announced their Second Amendment Trader of the Year. And that would be none other than the governor of Tennessee, uh, what's his name? Bill Lee says back in March, National Association, uh, National Association Association of Gun Rights announced the nominees for their Second Amendment Trader of the Year award. As Nagger's president, Dudley Brown, noted uh, noted at the time, every year self-proclaimed pro-gun governors throw their gun-owning constitutions under the bus by voting for gun control and gutting pro-gun legislation. Those are the kinds of politicians who deserve special recognition for their achievements, and Nagger's com- uh, nominees were truly an illustrious group who had thrown their support behind a range of gun control industry proposals, such as mandatory safe storage laws, aftermarket trigger bans, universal uh, background checks, and due process, fr- due process free gun confiscation laws. If you're paying attention, if you're paying much attention in recent weeks, you would probably tell where the smart money was landing as the eventual winner. One particular poll had uh, Paul, Paul, mean politician, uh, had seen had been going above and beyond in his efforts to try and force anti-gun proposals on a legislature that's clearly shown no appetite whatsoever. Uh, cow, no, what, basically, not, they were not going to kowtow to him. In any case, uh, it went to Governor Bill Lee, and uh, I got to say, I don't think it could have gone to a better man. I honestly don't. Uh, <laughs> um, folks, here's the thing, and this is the problem. Part of the problem I think we deal with is that People assume that because they have an R after their name, that's because a politician has an R after his name that, you know, oh, well, he's a Republican, so therefore he's pro-gun. I'm sorry to inform you that is just not the case. In many cases, they don't really know the issue. They don't. Uh, and they have consultants who don't know the issue. Uh, and their consultants oftentimes tell them how to vote. And uh, when they decide to vote, they basically will vote against your rights sometimes. And, and red flag laws, have, in, in particular, if law enforcement tells them, oh, yeah, you should do this. And in many cases, you have law enforcement whose 
more interested in, uh, well, they're more interested in security than liberty. I'll just put it that way. That's not every, that's not every cop. In fact, it's not most law enforcement officers, especially rank and file. But when you start getting into the upper echelons of law enforcement, you start getting into the, some of the unions in particular, you start getting into some of the uh, law enforcement uh, agencies, depending on who's who the controlling authorities are. Is it a sheriff who's elected? Uh, you, they tend to they tend to split, uh, although still more kind of pro gun. Uh, but then you've got the big city, you know, especially you've got the police chiefs, especially the big city police chiefs that work for cities. They they oftentimes wind up going going anti gun. The point I'm trying to make here for you is that uh, the point I'm trying to make here for you is that oftentimes they are more interested in your security. What they, oh, I'm sorry, your perceived security. And for a great example is red flag laws. They believe that with red flag laws, uh, that they can get guns. They want to take guns from people who they believe are danger to themselves or others. Now they don't care if you are not a danger to yourself or other. If they believe that they can potentially get someone else's guns who is potentially a danger to themselves or others. In fact, they would take the guns away from everybody on your block if they thought that they could get just one person who wouldn't wind up shooting somebody or shooting themselves. That's their mentality. Your rights are secondary. That's why if you're ever involved, you're ever dealing with law enforcement, and no, no offense to them, I'm sorry if you're, if you're law enforcement out there, just let me just say, there's a reason why any good lawyer is going to tell you, shut up. That's what they're going to tell their client, shut up. Policeman wants to talk to you, you say, I'm exercising my right to shut up. And I will, uh, I, what I'll do is, is, you know, when my attorney gets here, I want to talk with my attorney and then we'll figure out uh, how to proceed from there. And that's going to be what, that's going to be what we're going to do. Right? Right. That's how it's going to be handled in any case. Um, but yeah, red flag laws, you, you, well, you guys already know, you guys already know what red flag laws are. You know, the problems behind red flag laws. I really don't need to, I really don't think I need to explain it to you guys. I really don't think I need to explain to you guys. Jane, go. <laughs> okay, this is fun. Okay. All right, come here. Come on. Once again. All right. So Jane has come in and uh, she has brought her Barbie in and she uh, needs some help getting Barbie dressed. And uh, I am the resident fashion expert here in the Deleuze household. So she has come to me with a, an outfit in order for me to get Jane dressed. And so that is what I am going to do. Uh, and uh, next time, I guess I am just going to have to go ahead and lock the door so that I can, uh, so that we can do this program, just us, right? Right. Okie dokie. All right, there you go. All right, mommy will get, mommy will get her the rest of the way dressed. Go. Okay. <sighs> the things we do for our grandchildren. All right, moving right along. I'm really disappointed that Mike was not able to make the program today because I wanted to talk to him about this last one. So we have the governor of, not the governor, the mayor of Miami who has decided that he is going to throw his hat in the ring to run for president of the United States. Now, I don't know. I, 
I'm not real real big fan of big city mayors running for president, but I will say this. Generally, if you've been a big city mayor, um, and I don't know how big, I haven't looked up how big Miami is, really is, but at least I know that you've at least had some experience working in the executive, uh, which is more than you can say for some senators or congressmen who decide to run. Uh, but this guy in particular, you look at him, and it, it's kind of funny because here you have a Republican. He's uh, he's Latino. Uh, he's clearly got the support of folks on the left because he's elected in Miami. Even though Florida is very is very red, Miami it happens to be quite blue. So I took some time and did a little bit of uh, digging into. Well, I didn't have to do much. I just had to go through this article over here at the Washington Free Beacon in order to find out a little bit about this guy. Uh, we'll start here. It says here, Suarez launched his campaign during an interview with ABC host and longtime Clinton ally George Stephanopoulos, arguing that he represents generational change. Suarez's entry into the race could lead to an escalation in his long-running feud with DeSantis. Gee, I wonder why he's feuding with DeSantis. You will soon see. Whom Suarez has criticized for opposing COVID restrictions and passing laws that clamp down on illegal immigration. So let's get this straight. Uh, he wanted to shut down Miami. He wanted to make it mandatory to wear masks. He wanted to keep children out of school. Oh, and he supports illegal immigration. He supports just letting people come into the country, uh, ignoring our legal process. Uh, okay, wait, this guy's running. A, it's a Republican, right? Hold on, let me check this out again. It says, in January 2021, Suarez expressed frustration that DeSantis would not allow him to pass a mask mandate in Miami. This is in 2021, okay? Um, uh, what did he call, by the way, calling it common sense and backed by science. That does not sound like a Republican. That sounds like a Democrat. Uh, let's move forward here real quick. Uh, in fact, one year earlier, he boasted about being the last city in the entire state of Florida to open and that he would find residents who failed to wear a mask in public. Suarez in May said he would not direct his police department to enforce DeSantis's law that made it a felony to willingly transport uh, an illegal immigrant. We don't usually get involved in federal in the federal immigration system. Now, mind you, this guy is also a part of the defund the police movement. Uh, let's see here. Da -da -da. Beyond COVID and illegal immigration stances, Suarez has endorsed liberal police reforms. In 2020, he co-signed the U.S. Conference of Mayors report on police reform and racial justice that, accu that accused America of having a, having a militarized and aggressive police model. The report recommended that cities assess their police, their police budgets, defund the police, and hire a chief diversity officer and minimize the use of provocative and unnecessary aggressive tactics and equipment such as riot gear and armored vehicles. Okay, so let's just throw this in there. A Democrat has entered the is seeking the Republican nomination for president. I does this guy know what party he's running in? 
I mean, this guy, by the way, uh, he, well, so he said he didn't vote on, on Fox News this morning. He said he didn't vote for Hillary. He said he wrote in someone else. I forget who he said he wrote in, but he said he didn't, he didn't vote for, he did not vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, he did not vote for Donald Trump. Uh, and for governor, he uh, didn't vote in, uh, he, he did not vote for DeSantis. He did not say, however, that he didn't, that he didn't vote, that he didn't say that he voted for Republican. He voted for the guy, uh, Andrew or Andrew Gilliam, uh, the Democrat, you know, the guy who was found naked and passed out and high on drugs in his hotel room. Yeah, that guy. That's who he voted for. Um, I'm sorry, but this guy's presidential bid is going to be over before it starts. He is not going to win a Republican nomination, period. There is no way. Not at least, and I'm not even, let's forget personality-wise. I'm saying there's no way at a time in which, what is it going to be? Seven, over seven million people have entered our country illegally. Are you going to be able to take the position that he's taken on immigration? Now that we know what we know about COVID, about the disease, about lockdowns, and about masking, uh, there's no way you can justify the he can justify the positions that he took on those issues. I'm sorry, you just can't. Not not in a Republican primary, and uh, we've seen the effects of defunding the police. I one would think he'd be smart enough to see that. So yeah, no, this guy's toast. Uh, but I just want to be clear. Uh, don't don't be fooled by his his rugged jaw and his you know t- tough demeanor. The fact is, dude is a lefty, and uh, like and likely is going to likely would implement lefty policies. He is not a conservative. He is he's only a Republican because he is registered Republican. He is not a Republican. He is a Democrat. I mean, he is. I'm sorry. He is a. a, a he has a jackass in an elephant suit, is what he is. And I will just leave that. I will just leave that at that. Yeah, he is a jackass in an elephant suit. That's what I. That's what I call rhinos. I've never been. Once again, I, I'm. I'm done with the you know name Republican in name only. I prefer to refer to them as. Uh, I prefer to refer to them as jackasses in elephant suits. All right, it is now time for us to move on to our parting shots. Parting shots today are brought to you by uh, are brought to you by Hog Holsters. Get your Hog Holster at hogholster.com. Go there, get your holster. Use the discount code the rundown. All caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. Um in honor of all of those, well, you know what? I'm going to go with this one first. Uh you know, we do this program on various different places, including Facebook. And uh, I'm still, so I still spend a lot of time. I do a lot of work dealing with social media and whatnot. And so I'm still on there. But I found this one to be interesting as you sit and you listen to people talk about uh, the issues of the day. Uh, here you have a gentleman who is uh, looking at his lovely wife and he's saying to her, That's odd. My Facebook friends who were all Trump-hating impeachment and infectious disease experts are now all classified documents experts. Hmm. Yeah, because they all know what is a classified document, what is not, what is, whether or not it, it, it whether or not it, uh, what's the word I'm, I qualify, whether or not it was dangerous 
for the president to have it, right? That's what that comes down to. And that kind of leads me to this next one, because those are the very same people uh, who, who fit in this meme. You've got the rest of us at the top, at the top of the thing. This is, uh, you got Bart Simpson's friends, and all of them saying, say the line, Lib. And then you've got, uh, then you've got there in the middle, you've got Bart Simpson. He's looking down, looking dejected, saying, we've got him this time. And at the bottom, everyone busts up laughing. Uh, that is pretty much how it's, I, I believe, how it could go. Now, I've already been on record saying that uh, I think this one is, if he gets out of this, it will be masterful because it's gonna, it, they got him on some stuff. Now, having said that, just because he may have committed a crime doesn't mean they should have necessarily prosecuted him because uh, Hillary Clinton did the same exact thing and uh, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. I won't say the same exact thing, but... She had documents. She didn't want to give them up. She lied about having them. She had her, she, and she, it, although <coughs> Donald Trump asked what would happen if he did that, she actually got rid of the documents and, well, she actually did it. Anyway, but she got away. They let her go. No prosecution. Funny how that works. And then finally, Uh, our good friend, Mr. Bernie Sanders, this comes to you from our good friends over at Turning Point, says a socialist is simply a communist who doesn't have the power to take everything you own at gunpoint. Yet. And folks, that is an important distinction. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that. But um, yeah, the only difference is communism can't really actually exist because there's no way for everyone to own everything. Uh, it, it can happen on a small scale, or at least it, they've, people, they've tried it on small scales. People don't even know that actually the, the original, when they got off the Mayflower, originally that's kind of how it was. It was like everybody <coughs> planted as they wanted and everybody shared everything and everybody almost starved because there was no direct incentive for them to do for them to, 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 to do anything. It was only when they gave people ownership and, and when I say ownership, I mean they were they they had the ownership rights to the fruits of their labor. Then all of a sudden, they started to do well. Then all of a sudden, they started to thrive. Funny how that works. Anyway, it's about time for us to go. But before we do, let's give our shout out to our sponsors. We've got Hitman Industries. You can find them at hitmanindustries.net. Rifle and pistol length barrels available for you today. Check them out. Hitmanindustries.net, California Republican Assembly. Become a part of California's future today. Join CRA at CRAGOP.org. That's CRAGOP.org. Get your hog holster at hogholsters.com. All caps, no spaces. Go there. Get your discount. The rundown. All caps, no spaces. And then finally, if you're looking for outdoor gear, tactical gear, if you're looking for boots, backpacks, sunglasses, hats, uh, whatever you're looking for in terms of outdoor and tactical gear, they have it. Veteran-owned and operated, uscombatgear.com. And with that, folks, we're going to call it a day. We're going to call it a shoe. And uh, we're going to call it a week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. And with that, we're out. We will see y'all on Monday, Fun Day, Gun Day.